0: The following she'er has been presented by Rav Yitzchak Grossman, Dayan at the Beis Havad, and has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. The center can be reached for halachic services, consultations, and shilas at 888-485-VAAD or at org. In Parashat Toldos, the Torah describes Esav as a great hunter. By he Asav Ish Yodea Tzayid Ish Sadeh, vYaakov Yosheva Several parashiyos earlier, the Torah describes someone else as a great hunter, Nimrod. Hu Hayag Gibar Tzayid Al Kenye Amar Due to this commonality, there is a variety of medrashim, Memare Chazal, that connect Nimrod and Asav. The common theme is that there was a lethal quarrel between them, and that this quarrel was related to special garments, the begodimah chamudos, that the Torah describes later in Parashat Toldos. But the exact nature of this quarrel and how it related to the begodimah chamudos is actually the subject of considerable dispute among these midrashim. Their midrashim say had explained explained the story in virtually opposite ways. According to one midrash, it was apparently Asav who started out with these these clothes. They had they had originally they had originally been the clothes of Admarishon. This garment belonged to Admarishon, and they they had a schula that all the animals and birds would come and flock around the wearer. And it was Nimrod who wanted the clothes. Nimrod had chemda for them. Nimrod wanted to kill Esav to, Nimrod wanted to kill Asav to steal the clothes. According to another Midrash, perhaps a better known Midrash, it was just the opposite. Nimrod had the special clothes that all the animals would gather around, and Midrash adds that it would make it easy for the hunter, because the, the animals would gather and the birds, and they would be nitsod in melee, and they'd be automatically trapped. Esav was the one who wanted, who had Chemda for them, and Esav actually assassinated Nimrod, in order to take the clothes, and that's how he became a great hunter. That's how he became a Sayyid. He had help. He, he had the, the, he had the special clothes. So, both these midrashim say the quarrel was about the clothes, but in the first version, in Bracious Rabba's version, Nimrod wanted to kill Asaph. He obviously wasn't successful because of the clothes. According to the second version, it was just the opposite. It was Asaph who actually did kill Nimrod because of the clothes. There are other midrashim that say that the quarrel was not about the clothes at all. There are other midrashim that say that Esav and Nimrod were, were were hunters. Nimrod, when when he saw Esav was hunting, Nimrod said, "I'm, I'm the Gibart tzayid. I'm the I'm the chief hunter around here. Nobody nobody's allowed to hunt in these fields without my permission." So Nimrod set up a time, set, set a date where they were duelled, They were dual to the death. Asav was very worried about this. Asav consulted with Yaakov. He said, uh, he said, you know, what should I do? I have to fight Nimrod. Yaakov explained to him that as long as, as-, as, long as Nimrod has the special clothes, the Begadov the, HaMudos, the, the, you can't win. So what, Yaakov was very, very smart. Uh, Yaakov was, uh, knew how to give good advice. What was the advice he gave? You have to tell Nimrod to take off his clothes. Then you can win. And that's what happened. He, Asav managed to convince Nimrod to take off his clothes. And then Asa was able to win and he killed Nimrod. How did he persuade Nimrod to take off his clothes? It's not clear. Maybe he appealed to his pride and said, let's see if you can beat me in a fair fight. It's not clear. But whatever it was, according to this chapter, it was just the opposite. The quarrel wasn't about the clothes. The clothes, the clothes going from Nimrod to Asa, that was a consequence of the, of the quarrel, which was originally about, uh, hunting prerogatives. Who had the right to hunt? According to one version of the Midrash, he just persuaded Nimrod to take off the clothes. According to another version, Asaph was such a uh, devious scoundrel that when Nimrod took off the clothes, Asaph put them on, why do the clothes matter? How do the clothes, how do the clothes, how, how would they affect the outcome of the fight? So according to one version of the Midrash, the clothes had a skula that Chaius rose. Dangerous animals would come and help whoever wore them. The first Midrashim said they helped the hunter because they helped attract animals which would then be caught. According to this version, they attracted animals who would help fight. And that was why Esav was afraid. How can I beat Nimrod? So Yaakov said, get him to take off his clothes, and then you'll, then you'll be able to beat him. The Pasuk describes on, 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 that, on that fateful day of the, in the beginning of Parshat Teldos, where Esav sold the Bukhara, it says, Esav said, Kiaye Fanochi, I am, I am weary, I'm tired. So several of these midrashim make a connection, a kind of uh, a kind of Xerashava, that Esav said ki ayefan and there's a pasuk in Yirmiyah. It says ainali ki aifa nafshi lahargim. So the word ayefah is used in the context of hargim. So some of the midrashim say that Esav had killed someone. Esav had murdered or killed someone. We mentioned one midrash that he killed Nimrod and that that day the, the, that, he came, that he came in to, to Yaakov and said, give me the food, and he sold the Bechara, that was the day that he killed Nimrod. According to that approach, though, it doesn't seem to have been such a terrible thing to do. It was self-defense. Nimrod said, you have to fight me, and he actually consulted Yaakov, and Yaakov gave him the advice about the clothes. So it seems the killing wasn't self-defense. There is, however, another version of, the, of Ki of nafshi lahargim. The Gemara Baba Basra says that Esav did five terrible averas, Esav did five terrible Averis on on that day. Chamesh Averis, Rabbi Yochanan says, over osu harasha ba osu Ayom, nara morasa he sinned with a nara ha-morasa, haragas nefesh he killed, he was kafar Ikar, he was kafar bat a mesim terrible haragas ha-nefesh, because it says, ki and it says, ki Naf Shila So according to this Midrash, similar in Shmos Rabbah, it seems that, he murdered. He didn't kill in self-defense. That could be consistent with the first version of the, Mid- the, the earlier version of the midrash we mentioned. That the quarrel was not about hunting. Asaf simply wanted Nimrod's clothes, so he murdered him to steal the clothes. Or it could have been about something else, uh, something else entirely. But anyway, according to some explanations of the midrashim, it sounds like Asaf killed Nimrod in self-defense. According to other versions, he murdered him to steal his clothes, or he just did some other murder on that day. These midrashim are assuming that Esav already killed someone on that day, perhaps Nimrod. There is another version of the midrash quoted by the Balatoshus that Esav had not killed Nimrod yet. That when Esav told Yaakov, halech lamus," so he had that duel set up with Nimrod. He knew that Nimrod had set up the duel, and Esav was despairing. He said, "I can't beat Nimrod." Lamus. The Balatoshus point out this is uh, this is different from the midrash that says he had already killed Nimrod. According to this version of the midrash. At the same story of the, the quarrel over the hunting and the duel, he had not yet killed Nimrod, and he said, what am I gonna do? Anochi nochi Lamus, I'm gonna die. And that's how the, and, and that's how the story went. Balitosis note, though, that they, that uh, we can explain enochi Lamus differently. We can explain that when Esav said, Anochi nochi Lamus, I'm gonna die, he didn't mean because of the Midrash about Nimrod. He meant, every day I go in dangerous places, the Makum Sakana, my my job as an outdoorsman as a hunter takes me into peril. Therefore, I'm not going to live long, and I'm going to die. That's more LP. Pshutosh al mikra, and a number of other Rishonim also explain the pasuk the same way. That when Esav said he ne'anochi lamus, he meant because he his hunting was a da- very dangerous occupation. Ibn Ezra says this kasher yitzay lotzud shema yaragu chayas, and he thought he would predecease Yitzchak. Ramban says the same thing. That the reason Asaph sold them, sold the, sold the Bacharas because Holech Lamoth, Hachayas, the hunting was a dangerous occupation. Rashbam says the same thing. He would go out to the forest, and there would be bears and lions, Detubin, Varayas, rose, and I'm gonna die, so, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna outlive my father. The Rashbam brings this from his father, Harav Rabbi Meir, Shkwilbin Meir, brings this from his father. So, aside from all the Medrashim about the, the drama between Asaph and Nimrod, Pshut mikra, as expressed by a number of Rishonim, is that Hinei Anochi HaLeich Lamus, Esav thought he would die because of his hunting. This idea is mentioned by the Nod in a very famous chuva he has on hunting. A rich man who had, who had all kinds of villages and forests wanted to know if hunting, a popular occupation of the leisure classes in Europe, wanted to know if hunting was mutter al So the Nod discusses a number of possible issues with hunting, First, he discusses, you're killing animals for, for no real reason. He says, no, first of all, we pass in, there's some debate about this, he says, but we pass in anything that is that is useful for a person doesn't have tzar this, I guess, is somewhat useful, you enjoy hunting. Furthermore, he says, tzar is only if you keep the animal alive. If you kill animals, that doesn't violate the Easter of Tsar to and Debeithis, and, and brings posting about this. This is Mach-lokis, but this is what the held. If you kill the animal, there's no tzar What about Baltashkhis? You're just destroying animals? First of all, he says no, because even if you can't eat them when you kill them when you hunt them, you can use the hides. The hides are worth money. Also, it's not hashkasa. This is a you're not you're not out to be destructive. This is a an occupation you enjoy, so it's not hashkasa. Furthermore, he says an interesting chidr, she says, Baltashkas is only something that's potentially useful, like the example of the Torah. We learn it even if, even if general baltashkes is drabanan, it ultimately has to do with the pasik in the Torah about cutting down fruit trees, he says. The fruit tree is something that could be useful. You should eat it, and don't cut it down. So, kolotikun rabanan ke'in daraisatikun baltashkes only applies to things that are potentially useful. These animals, he says, wild animals in the forest, what use are they gonna be when they're alive? They're not useful to anybody. The only thing humans can do with them is to hunt them and take their skins and take the meat. And that's exactly what you're doing, he says. So, they can't be Baltashkis. You're, you're maximizing the value that human beings can have from, uh, from these animals. What about Minog, he says? You told me it's a Minog to prohibit it, he says. It's not really a Minog, he says. Something which is lo shriach, it's an infrequent thing. Not that many Jews hunt, he says. Not many Jews have the wherewithal and the opportunity to hunt. You can't call that a Minog. So that's mikra din, he says. Mikra din, he doesn't think it's darbalechayim, doesn't think it's baltashchis, doesn't think it's usher mikach minak. He says, but mitzad hamusir, mitzad, mitzad. Midas he says, Ma'odani tama. He says, how can you think of such a thing? He says, a Jew hunting. He says, he says very, very cuttingly. He says, very trenchantly. He says, lo matzino The only hunters we find in the Torah are Nimrod and Esav, and this is not the this is not the culture of Naavram Yitzchak and Yaakov. How can a Jew, a Jewish person, Ish Yisraeli, be a daim, kill balichayim for no reason, just to entertain himself? This is entirely, uh, against the, the Muser, the, the ethic of Kal Yisrael. He says, if someone's doing it for parnassah, he says, that's not axarius. You're allowed to shack animals to eat them. And, you, and what's the difference if you shack them to eat them? You shack them as a trapper to make a living by selling hides, he says. That's a legitimate thing to do. That, that, uh, animals are here for people's use. So we don't worry about axarius when you're doing something for it to make a living, he says. But it's not, you're not doing it to make a living just for fun, he says. That's achzarius. And that, he says, mitzad yosher haan But also he says it's asr meikrad din. Why? Not because of Baltashchez and Tar which he already disposed of. It's asr, he says, because it's dangerous. The Torah says, V'nishmartem going into forests, there are great dangers, there are wild animals there, he says. Who is, and then he brings the, what we said before. Who was a gadol v'uma and baki betzede? Who was uh, a great, uh, renowned hunter? Esav. The Torah says the Torah the Torah endorses Esav as a hunter. But he And look what happened. Esav said he na'achiel lechlamos. Esav himself was pessimistic about his prospects. He said, "How am I? Uh, I'm not going to live." He says. And even though, of course, we said there are madrashim that that interpret holichlamus differently. There are other ways to explain holichlamus. But nevertheless, the Navi says, "Ein mikra Yotimi pshuto." The simple reading of the Pasuk is that it was dangerous to go hunting. He brings the Ramban, as we noted, it's him as well. And therefore, how can a Jew risk his life to go hunting? Once again, he says, if a Jew is doing this for Parnassa, there is a Heter. Just like people, merchants, they travel the oceans, he says, and uh, anything a person has to do to make a living, the Torah allows. He brings a famous idea. the Torah says, The Torah exhorts you to pay a worker on time because he risks his life to do the work for you. And Chazal say, what does that mean? It's a difficult passage to translate, but Chazal interpreted that it means he risked his life to do his job. He was Ola Bekevesh, or Nitla Be'ilan. He, he climbed on scaffolds, and he uh, climbed a tree, and he risked his life. Lo al So you see, the Torah says that a person is allowed to engage in a somewhat dangerous occupation to make a living. But someone who that's not his, that's not his goal, he's not out to make Parnassi, he says... He says, and just me tivus libo, because he wants to, he wants to indulge his, uh, his, 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 interest in leisure. He goes to a dangerous place and risks his life. He violates Mishmar tem he says. You're not allowed to do that. It's not Osir because of Tsar Balechayim, or Baltashkas, or Minog, but it's Akhzarius, and it's against the ethic of Bnevram Yitzchak You're putting yourself in the camp of Nimrod and Asav. And also it's Osir because it's dangerous, and danger, danger would be Mutter for Parnassah but not for mere leisure. This basic idea, that based on the pasuk of Elav who and the Gemara's interpretation above Metziah, that a worker risks his life, this is picked up by a number of other achronim in different contexts. Moshe Feinstein allows someone to play some, t- some type of sport uh, for, for, for Parnassah. He would, he would get paid for playing it, even though there's some element of danger. Because of this drasha that you see from Chazal, a person is allowed to assume some level of risk in order to make a living has a chuva, ch- he discusses doctors assuming some risk to treat patients. Obviously, posts say you should avoid risk wherever you can, personal protective equipment, and so on, but assuming you're in a situation where some level of risk is inevitable, so he has various reasons why a doctor can and should do that, which is the consensus of other posts as well. One of his reasons is, if the doctor is getting paid, bailiff who knows he has a person is allowed to assume a certain level of risk in order to make a living. This basic idea that engaging in dangerous activity to earn a living is acceptable was actually first proposed before the Nod Bihuda Yehuda by the Tzemach Tzedek of Nicholsburg 400 years ago. He was focusing not on whether it's legitimate for an employee to accept such employment, but rather on whether it was legitimate for an employer to offer such employment to an employee. His case was someone paid someone else to go somewhere, to travel somewhere on his behalf, and the employee was crossing a river over some kind of bridge, and he slipped, and he fell into the water, and he drowned. The question was whether the employer is morally culpable for the death. In earlier generations, they took the idea of formal chuva, particularly chuva for wrongful death, very seriously. Chuva wasn't just what we do today. The, the Ikriya tshuva of Harata and Aziva Sachet and Kabbalah al-Asid and Vidoy, tshuva meant formal penance and meant uh, fasting and other types of self-mortification. So the question was, is an employer who sent an employee on a dangerous mission, which resulted in his death, is he morally liable? Does he have to accept tshuva? So the Tzema Tzedek brings from Kadmonim, from early poskim, that yes, indeed, the Meshalech in such cases is morally liable. And he says, and because of these poskim, I myself, the tzemach Tzedek, says I was careful to avoid sending sending Jewish employees uh, uh, into dangerous situations, and I objected to others that they shouldn't do that. He says, other people wouldn't listen to me, and they did it uh, they they did it over my objections. He said, but la he says, he's not sure this is really correct. This that the earlier can say. That someone who sends an employee on a dangerous job and he, and, and, results in him getting killed, that he's morally responsible, he thinks that you can challenge that. And he says the same point Nadbiuda makes, basically, from the employer's perspective. He says that the terrorist says, A love who knows, say yes, show. And the Gemara says, Rashi bring, he says, he risks his life to, to, to earn, to earn a living, he says. So you see, it's, that this is common, that this is something we anticipate, that, that employees risk their lives to do their jobs, he says. If this is something that's morally problematic, that the employer would be liable for morally liable for the result any resulting death to, to the employee, he says, then, then then how could we hire how could we hire uh, em, employees to do that? He says, how could uh, he says he says how can we do that? How how would we be allowed to how would we be allowed to hire workers? He says that the, and yet the terror, the Torah testifies that this is something that, uh, that's done, that dover matzehu shriehu. So you, it must be, he says, that this is legitimate, and that since the employee accepts the job, again, knowing that it's dangerous, if you don't explain to him that it's dangerous, he doesn't realize that might be a problem, but Misvara, he says, based on this pasuk and this idea of chazal, we could argue that as long as he understands the danger and accepts it, there is, there's nothing, there's no liability that adheres to the employer, and therefore you wouldn't need a kapara. However, he says that he himself would say there's nothing wrong, that, that, that he does not need a kapara, la he says. Avalamaisa, he says, halacha la there are, there are kadosh, shabaratema, the, the aposkim, the kadmonim, all say that you do need some level of kapara. He defers to them. He says, I can't, uh, I can't, uh, I can't dismiss uh, their opinion, he says. And therefore you, you do need some kind of kapara, he says. Fast 40 days. And he should, and, uh, and and if the person left uh, left young children, he says you should give them some tzedakah, and that's what he should do. But this basic idea, misvara at least, he doesn't want to rule this way one hundred percent halach maisa, But misvara, he has the same idea as de that it's legitimate to hire someone to engage in dangerous activity. There is a dissenting view, at least, to the tzemach tzedek's application to this principle. Besides the fact that he says the Kadmonim implicitly didn't accept it, the Yad Al-Yoh of Leblin he brings the tzemach tzedek. This idea that Elif Hunosius Nafsho apparently indicates that it's legitimate to engage in hazardous occupation for money. Yad says, no, he says, now what the Pasek means. The Pasek means, sometimes it turned out, it wasn't anticipated, but it turns out that there was something, that there was a dangerous experience the employee had in his job. But not that Lechachila, he says, if that he should be allowed to uh, to do this. Certainly not, he says, you can't hire him and he can't even accept the job himself. And, and the person who hired him violates Lifna he says. So the Yad is an outlier view. He seems to reject the opinion of all these other posts, you know the Behuda, and the Ramosha, and the Tzitzel Ezer and the Tzermach All these posts suggest that Elif Hunose means El-Chathila, you're allowed to accept, uh, to undertake a dangerous occupation for Parnassa. Yad says, no, the just means sometimes it turns out retroactively that there was some risk involved in your job. But not El-Chathila, it's mutter. It's hard to know exactly what the Machlokas is, Presumably, everybody would agree if the risk is de minimis, you know, we cross a street, you can get hit by a car, you drive on a highway. Presumably, everyone agrees that if the risk is very low, then it's mutter. Maybe even after parnassa it's mutter. And presumably, everyone agrees if the risk is very, very high, then it's a problem. So, Machlokis would seem to be somewhere in the middle, exactly how to quantify how much risk is acceptable, according to No De Behuden, it's a and how much, and how much risk is not acceptable, even according to them, and how much risk is not acceptable, according to the yo. It's difficult to it's difficult to articulate exactly how much risk is acceptable. In so Nod Bihuda, going back to Nod Bihuda, he prohibited hunting because uh, not because of Baltashkes or but because of risk. And he also said it's Achzarius. The truth is, the first posik to discuss hunting, the, the first major posik to discuss hunting, actually is in the time of the Rishon. The Zarua. the Zarua says, "Omer ani ha-machaber. Anyone who hunts, with hunts chayas, hunts animals, him via dogs, he says, the way the non-Jews, the Gentiles do, the European Gentiles hunted, a popular sport in Europe, he says, to hunt with animals. Such a person is doing a terrible thing, and he won't merit to see the simcha, the levyasun. Why? What's the source and rationale for this issue, he says. Gemara Nava says, the Gemar talks about Moshev Latzim, the Gemar says uh, a number of activities that are problems of Moshev Vleitzim, one of them is that the, the Gemara says, "Darish Abshuman ben Pazi, Ashrei Hayesh Asher Lo Halach. Where shouldn't you go? Let Tartiyos, Let Shalakum, Uvederecha Toim Amad. He didn't stand in the in the path of sinners. Shlo Amad Be Kanigyon. He didn't stand at a Kanigyon. What exactly is a Kanigyon? Rashi says, says, 'Zedas Chay de Dekloven, catching trapping animals via dogs. They do it for Schok and Simcha, for entertainment, for leisure.'" And uh so and the Gemara says that's that's what the Pasuk means when it says when it says the when it says Lo Ahmad, that means he didn't engage in Kanigan, which according to Rashi means hunting with dogs. So the Ar-Zeruah says such a person is uh such a person is not going to merit the, the simchas lavyasan the Dark Emotion and the Ramah actually bring this. The Dark Emotion says that the the doctor Moshe says it's auster because of Moshev Leitzim. The whole figure there in about his is discussing Moshev Leitzim, and Raman Shlakanarik brings Yesh that that uh, that this is a problem that you're not allowed to hunt. So the safer base David of Rav Leiter, he says that the, his correspondent brought this up. He says the dude is looking for reasons to prohibit hunting. He talks about Tzar and Baltashkis, and ultimately concludes that it's uh, not Yoshera and Haga, it's Achzarius, and that it's dangerous. He says. I have a basic reason. Niflad Dover, He says it's a mafurishar Zarua, which is brought by the poskim. He says it's based on gmar davar that it's a moshev leitzim. So it's uh, a basic reason. It's also because of moshev leitzim. The base it says, Rav Lider says that we can also bring a raya from other rishonim though that it's actually mutter. The halacha hunting is mutter. He brings a, a raya from the tour in discussing discussing kilayim. The Tur brings from. That Rabbeinu Ephraim said that someone who hunts on a horse, he's riding a horse to hunt, and he takes a dog along on a rope. He has a, he, he, he's Moshech Bachavel, he has a leash, he has a rope attached to dogs. And he pulls the dogs alongside the horse. So Rabbeinu Ephraim said that that is lokem ishamanag bekeleim. You're leading two different species, a horse and a dog together. You get Malchus for violating keleim. The Aviezri says that ain't sad a bedabra. That does not violate keleim. So, putting aside the issues of Kelayim, all these we him seem to understand, certainly the Aviesri says, he seems to say it's mutter, not just, don't, not just, you're not loka mishim kelayim, you could learn he means, you don't get if there's no ister because of kelayim, but it's still osser as of leitim, but the, the base David says, it seems, the part of Shad is, is that the Ezri held hunting was actually mutter, even Rabbein Raphraim only said the ister is Kilian, but at least the Abiyazri says, he seems to hold that there is no ister, no ister of hunting, there's no Iser against hunting, not because of any of the reasons we mentioned, and not because of Moshe Vleitzen. There are other achronim, though, from the 17th century, 18th century on, who take positions similar to the note of that hunting is auster, and they actually, Italian achronim, they come up with a variety of reasons, about a half dozen different reasons, including all the ones we've mentioned, plus other ones. The Shemesh Tzedakah of Rav Marput, Marpur, Marpur, Marpurgo, an Italian rav, he says that, uh, he says that he's very upset. He says, Jewish, Jewish men, that Zerah Kodesh, rami Yitzhak and yakov Rachmanim, Baishonim, Gomlech Hasadim, and a terrible Michel, he says, they engage in Schok Vehitel, they go out to Molchemes Rishus, Mochemes hara with weapons, and, and, and they just kill animals, he says, and terrible thing, Lazos Yechrad Lev Hayarius Dvar Hashem, Everyone should be shocked by this, he says. Well, what, what a terrible, terrible thing to do. And he comes up with a number of reasons why this is us. Tar he says. Unlike Noah Debihudu says, it's not Tar for various reasons. He says it is Tar He says, this violates Tar b'ale-chayim. He says, uh, he says, the Torah is so strict about Tar b'ale-chayim. He says, furthermore, making Nevela itself is an ister there's an, an Ister in making an animal into a novella without a good reason, he says. Kalvachomer, ben Benoshel Kalvachomer, in this case he says, Tzar Balechayim also Baltashchis. You know, the had a variety of reasons why he felt it was not Baltashchis. Ravmar Purgo says it is Baltashchis, and also the ister of Menavul so that's three surim: Tzar Balechayim, Baltashchis, Menavul Oster Gomer and he says, and furthermore, there's Isser Kolel and Isser Moshev, additional Moshe Moshev Leitzin, brings, Gemara brings in Gemara of Dezara, brings another part of that sugya. the Gemara talks about Holchin Leitz Tadinin, people who go to different types of theaters, later the Gemara says, but that or earlier in the Gemara, the Gemara says Taner Rabbanan, Aholech Leitz Tadinin, Ulecharkom, and he sees animals, Nechashim, Chavaren, Bukin, Mukion, Mulya, different types of entertainments so they used to go to, Hare's the Moshef and that's what the pasuk means when it says Ashrei HaYish, Asher Lo halach. That these things bring to Bital Torah and their Moshev Latzim. So so Rav Shimson Marpurgo says, besides Tabalikhaim, and this is also asked because in Moshev Leitzim, which is an echo of the of the Ar-Zerua. He goes on, he explains Kabbalah, this is a terrible thing, because the tachlis of the bird is, uh, is is to have is to have itself fulfilled by Shita, you're not doing that. But he goes on, he concludes this is a terrible thing. Back to our R Pashi says. That look, Yabitu el chutzavtem, Yaakov avinu, Ishtam, Tam, Why would somebody want to engage in hevel, echoing the to, to, to engage in the umness of Yaakov, he was before the to, be Yehuda, to engage in the umness of Achiv Harasha, his Esav, his villainous brother, Ishyadai etzayyad Furthermore, even Esav, he brings midrashim. Even Esav didn't kill the animals and make them trafe, He knew how to shecht them with his arrows. He says. But certainly he says, uh, hunting is a vile occupation, that, uh, it's again, again, it's bad midas, he says, to instill in our souls, we're supposed to be rachmanim, ne to instill midas achzarias, to kill animals, to kill animals for, uh, for no reason. He brings the Gemara, the Gemara says, how Had Moshe know all about the animals, the simanim of the animals? Was he a kanigi? Why couldn't Moshe be a kanigi? So Rashi says, Kanigi is someone who traps animals. Rashi Nevo brings it as raya, that Kanigi means a trapper. So that's what it means. Was Moshe Kanigi? Of course not. Kanigim, uh, that's, against, uh, the that's against, the Yosher on That's against the, Midas of Rachmanim Bnei Rachmanim, he says. Sof Dover, he says that someone should, should not do this. Chas he'll, he'll violate Baal Zar Tsar Balechayim, Menaval Furthermore, he says, someone who does this violates the Avera. He explains in his Chuva of osis Schorah, you're not allowed to do business with Dvar with animals that are not kosher, if you get them, if you have them, you're allowed to sell them off, but to engage and in, in, in Schorah B'Dvar Ma'asurim, that's Osser, and also Moshev leitzim, and also many other serious Averas, he says, and also bad Midas, he says, and if they've done this until now, they have to stop, and this is a terrible thing. Similarly, in the pachad Yitzchak, or Reb Yitzchak Lampranti, he brings a tshuva from Reb Shabzi, Ben Alisha, Rav Shabsi Menazikanim, someone he quotes in his encyclopedia very often. Rav was again 17th to mid 18th century. Also a little bit earlier than the a little bit earlier than the No of He brings this a long tshuva from this Rav Shabzi, Ben Elisha, Menazikanim. The the but the, the, the much of the tshuva is about this question of whether there's an ister of schara b'dvar maasirum. If you kill animals while hunting, is that considered doing business with dvar maasirum? And, but at the end of the Chuvit, he says, besides that, it's a problem of Moshe of He brings the Gemara that going to its Tadinin, going to these theaters, these places of entertainment, is moshev of Leitzim. Kalvachomer, he says, over there, you don't engage in these, uh, inappropriate activities. You just watch it, he says. It's still a Moshe of You consider it a murderer. Shofik damim. he says. Kolshkein ti Didun, that he himself is participating because of Schok Vetiul, that it's certainly a Moshe of Leitzim, and it's considered spilling of blood to Shofik damim, and it's a terrible thing. He brings the the Gemara about the Tartasos, karkasos. He brings the Gemara about the kanigion. But amad kanigion. You see how strict Chazal were about hunting animals with dogs. Even if you won't kill the animal, the dog may not kill it. It might not become a treif. It'll just catch it for you. Certainly, he says, if you're doing it via and you're killing the animals. He says so that that's a uh, that's a that, that that's a terrible thing. Uh, incidentally, when the when the Shemesh Tzedakah talks about why it's such terrible tzar balechayim, they were hunting apparently with with guns at that time. He says malanut gadol incredible tsar for the animal Lisrofa Behema chaya to burn the behema alive beaver with hot lead that burns its insides. Note when he discussed hunting was also discussing discussing apparently hunting with firearms. He refers to it as lelech baatsmo Liros to shoot with, uh, the fire stick. He felt it was not Sarbalachayim because the animal dies, but the Shemesh Tadaka said it dies a horrible death being, having its insides burned by, uh, by having its insides burned up by hot lead. And similarly, Rav Shab-Sai, Ben Elisham and Ezekainim, he also says it's, uh, he also says it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, terrible thing because of, because of, uh, he, he focuses primarily on the Moshe of Leitzim. He says that the he focuses primarily on the Moshe of were involved. He says that furthermore, he says it's it's an istir of kukus hagayim. He says since the the non Jews do this, they engage in hunting with their weapons as a form of entertainment. But he says that their, their customs, their culture, you shouldn't participate. You violate. Uh, you're doing this b'merid du v'fesha. He says that's a uh, he says uh, it's a terrible thing to do this. He says sof <speaking> davar. <in Hebrew> He says, In any motzeh Pesach liskos, so you cannot be mature such a thing. Someone who's mekil is ein biyado raya No, without a raya machras, there's no signyad leposh. He says, Yisrael kedoshim or nagubo isser. No, says no, said there's no minog here because it's relatively uncommon. He says, no, this is something where there's a minug to aser umidina nami asura. It's aser mikra mi because of schara bedvar and Moshev leitzim and b'chukoseim lo lechu The truth is, this idea of Moshev leitzim, which again goes back to the arzurua is, it's a little difficult huh, to know when to apply Moshev of Leitzim, or leisure, playing basketball, doing anything. How do we know what's Moshev of Leitzim? There is a Chuva in, Mar- in the Marimi, Bruno, who's Masupuk, that perhaps watching, uh, watching jousting, medieval jousting, rena- renaissance jousting, watching, uh, people fight for entertainment, he says, he, he, he says, after that might be Oster because of Moshev of Leitzim. But uh, again, it's difficult to know, what, is, is playing ball usher? Ramon Klein argues that watching ball or listening to ball games on the radio is Moshev Leitzin, but we engage in playing ball. It's exercise, maybe, but uh, we engage in other activities. We play games, even chess. That there is a Prima Gaudim. The Brewer brings a Prima who says that playing chess could be usher because of Moshev Leitzin, but it's a pella, The on the Mishnabur. it could be because many other achronim mention that people did play chess, and Gedola Israel played chess. The Knesset Gidola brings... The various Kedola Israel play chess, uh, that, that, uh, it's hard to argue, with Moshe of Leitzim, and that's the Minna today. We, we do engage, people do engage in leisure, leisure activities, even ones that are not, uh, exercised, that have no real value except for being leisure, except for being, uh, an outlet and a form of leisure. So it's hard to know what we say is us because of Moshe of Leitzim and what not. Perhaps, again, perhaps the postgame kim the Ar-Zarua and the Shemesh Tzedakah, who said that hunting is usher? Because of Moshev Leitzim, perhaps uh, they were building on the fact that they held it was cruel and that it was uh, fundamentally against the nature of Jews who are Rachmanim, Bnei Rachmanim, Bnei Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, Yaakov Tam, Yosef Ohalim, and it's the Omnis of Esav. But but it, it, it's it's very difficult to understand halachah what types of leisure activities, what types of leisure activities are usher, because of Moshev Leitzim. Similarly, with uh, with the Chuva of Reb Shabsi, with his argument that it's chukus agayim, again, a lot of things we do, we, we, we play basketball and baseball and chess and all those things, uh, are, can be argued to be chukus agayim. But, but obviously we say that we, we generally follow the idea that even aspects of culture that come from the non-Jews, if they're, if they're rational, post can adopt the standard of the ma'rik and the ran, that rational behavior, is not Chukz agayim. If it serves a purpose, if it's harmless, it's not pretzis, or if it's not fundamentally antithetical to Jewish values, it's not Moshe it, it, So it's not, it's not Chukz agayim. So again, it's not so easy to understand how we, how we decide what's Chukz and what's not. Again, one could suggest that the reason he felt this was Chukz is because it was antithetical to Jewish values, because, as the other acronym said, it's, uh, it, it, it's against the, the it's, it's Achzarius, and it's the, it's the, it's the culture of Nimrod and Esav, and not the attitude of Abram Yitzchak and Yaakov, who are Ishtam, Yosheh, Vohallam, who are Rahman and Bnei Rachman. The Beis Havad on the Parsha series has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. To reach the Center for Halacha consultations, service, educational seminars, or media, please call one 485 vad That's one 485 8223 To sign up to the BHHJ, the Base Havad's weekly interactive e-journal, please visit www.bhhj.org or you can email us at office at thehalachacenter.org.